0: Ride ride. We're here with Mame and Mom. Yes. Oh, hi, Mom. Where did you ever, ever come from? You're my mom, so I came from you. Yeah, that is true. That's true. <laughs> this backhanded compliment changed your whole life. Mame out, oh, man.
1: And we're Hello. back. Hi. And we are. Hey, it's been a while. I haven't seen you, actually, in a little bit. So, hey. Hey. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? Good. Good. Excellent. I'm sitting here with my favorite cat, Joy. And she's being really weird. She's doing that cat kneading thing. And yeah, anyway, I just figured I'd throw that out there because you think I never sit with her. So Yeah, I'm
0: surprised you're actually around her. I didn't even know she existed sometimes. I know. Even so- when I was there, I was pretty sure she was made up. <laughs> 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 she's oh. the forgotten child.
1: The forgotten
0: child. Oh, that's so sad.
1: So how you doing anyway? What's up?
0: I'm okay. What are you
1: calling for? What do you want?
0: Things are good. I mean, they're okay. I had a pretty pretty solid week. We, uh, I went to Emo Night on Friday night, which mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny. I feel like as I get older, I'm – I don't know. Like, obviously, there's, like, 70s night, 80s night, stuff like that. And now it feels like my generation is starting to have one of those nights too, so – yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, or like oh emo nights god. like early 2000s kind of too and it's Yeah. And I was laughing really hard because there were a couple like really young people there, like probably like 20 or so, and they were wearing yep. they were like Van Halen shirts or or Guns N' <laughs> Roses shirts. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, oh. do you think that emo was that?" Like, I'm so <laughs> Right. Right. I was laughing and really hard at true. that. Yeah, And that
1: makes me think of, I don't know how many people that are listening go to our Facebook page, but you and I did a couple skits last week and it was so funny, wasn't it? It kind of brings us back to when you were a kid. Yeah, we had a blast. We're going to do more. So we're definitely going to Check do those
0: more. out. We had so much fun with the
1: bull cut video. <laughs> oh my God. The bull cut was funny. And if, and if we have any listeners now, you got to go and check that out. It's on Instagram too. It's hilarious. Emily is a good actress. I, that you did such a good job. Oh my god, that was so funny. I wasn't um, acting. No, I'm just <laughs> I know. Well, no, that's the beauty of these enactments because it's true. It's it's almost like I don't know. In some ways, theater theater therapy. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of the things that we say on the show or in these new memes that we're doing, or what do you call them? I don't even know what you call them—wheels or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But it really shows how we felt at different times, right? I mean, me walking in the door, and you're on the couch, just kind of laying there, uh-huh, out of all attitude. And what it feels like to be that mom that's walking in on this, right? Kind of tiptoeing. Yeah, I don't envy you. Yeah, but I mean, what was really going on with you? You were hurting, too. I mean, all T's do. It's like, where does this attitude come from? You know, it's just, I think... I think it's really interesting to just look at the two dynamics. And can you imagine if back then we were able to communicate what we were really thinking?
0: I actually can't imagine it. I don't (laughs) know.
1: I can't either.
0: (laughs) Because you didn't
1: know what you were thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know. We've all been there. So
0: I mean, hence the emo music, really. I was (laughs)
1: listening to sad music. Sad, sad music. So yeah,
0: you're definitely
1: getting up there in age not to like freak you out or anything. Actually, put it myself. Thanks, mom. <laughs> B, are you kidding? To be twenty nine again, you're just a baby. You've got so much to look forward to. You know, absolutely. And I'm, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to actually start talking about something we were talking about earlier. Yeah, which is, let's jump right into it. Oh man, it's, it is. This is a really hard for me. I, we, you and I have gone through so much in the, in the other kids within, you know, in your childhood from when you were, I don't know. When when I got a divorce, you were very young, right? So we go through all of these times and there's changes being made and people evolve and all this. And there were times that I really wasn't the perfect, you know, I I don't think, see, I can't even look at you in the eye when I'm saying this. Talk about therapy. I feel like this show is our therapy and hopefully (laughs) other people can listen because they've gone through or they could go through the same thing. You know, getting older and talking to you about different things that, Happened through the years my guilt is just so huge and we've talked about that and I definitely have worked through it and it's a great Mm -hmm. opportunity for me to grow and I I will be doing counseling talking about attachment theory all that stuff but anyway I I don't know since we kind of we got through all that we cleaned the closet we we healed and everything I still have this fear of doing something stupid or saying something stupid and just pushing you away and then losing what we've got through the years.
0: I mean, it makes sense because I think that that was our pattern for so long. And I used to not actually say how I felt. I would just kind of push things under the rug. And then I wouldn't say how I felt till it came out, who knows, years later, you know. And But I think the reason why that's not going to happen again is because now we actually communicate. And that's like the number one thing in any relationship. But I, I get where you're coming from. I feel like I would feel the same way. I would have the same type of fear, but I don't think that you should have it anymore. And I know I tell you this all the time, but I really don't think that it's fair for you to keep having that guilt. Yeah,
1: it, but it's not. Yeah, I, that fear. I agree 100%, but I think it's more, it's not even the guilt anymore. It's the fear. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it earlier. Actually, I was talking to someone the other day about um, their confidence, their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that there was a point where, Someone could have literally came over and kicked them and they would have felt like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's okay. You can kick me because yeah. that's how I feel about myself, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think I just never want, I never want to feel like that with you guys. And that's, I guess anyone can get to that point if they start feeling guilt. Yep. But you have to, at some point, you have to let go. But it's still, maybe it's more fear for me. It's like, okay, I don't mm-hmm. want to say anything dumb. I don't want to do something stupid because I wouldn't want to push you guys away. So it's just, and it's getting better all the time. Yeah. But I don't know. And I, I wanted to say this but out I mean, loud because I'm sure other mothers feel like
0: that, right? I mean, it's kind of like PTSD though. I mean, cause it's, it was a traumatic feeling like you were losing your kids multiple times and that I was pushing you away. And I mean, there was a time that I moved out of your house before I was 18. I, I left, you know, that's a, that's a lot to, yeah. to take in, I'm sure. And I- can, I would feel the same way. I would always be scared of that. But I think you really brought up a good point about not just guilt, but confidence. I think that that's a big thing. And I think like when your confidence is low, it doesn't even matter if you have been through any sort of PTSD experience or anything. I think when you're, when you're in a weird place, nothing that you are, I'm saying this is like my own personal experience. Every time I'm in a weird place, I think, or if I'm ever feeling not enough confidence, I think I, I get worried about that with everybody. Like I get worried I'm going to upset anybody, and they're just going to walk out of my life, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's from my own abandonment issues.
1: Well, I think we all have them. <laughs> I'm your mother, so obviously I gave you some. You'd be a nice. But yeah, I mean, other things give you abandonment issues, all this stuff. In the audience, I want to make sure you don't think that I left M because I didn't. But yeah, I mean, we go through different things and that, yeah, I mean, we can have abandoning issues. Like if your parents break up, I was afraid that that could happen again. Or if you have a boyfriend that broke up with you or I mean, so many things that can create this. And I'm sure that I have my part in there.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think mine came a lot from people kind of coming in and out of my life a lot. Yeah. I think that is where that stems from for me. I'm sure.
1: Definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where it would happen. So
0: how do you feel like you overcome that or do you because I know you're saying that it gets better and better. But do you think that it'll always be there or do you think that you'll be able to overcome it
1: for me or for you? For you. For me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I ever will. I I don't know. Hopefully I do. But I think I think for um, I'll speak for myself. But probably the most hurtful thing that could ever happen is for your kids to be angry with you. Or mm-hmm. not want to be around you. I mean, that, oh my God, that's, and it kind of happened a little bit. And maybe some of it was my doing, but I don't know. It did, and not to make you feel guilty, because that's not, I'm not putting that on you. No. If you don't think that. But that's what it felt like for me. And I guess I'm a little bit more sensitive mm-hmm. and insecure. And like you said, back in the day, I felt so low about myself. Anybody could have walked out all, all over me. And I wouldn't have felt mm-hmm. strong enough to say, Hey, wait a minute, no. This is how it is. Instead, because I was so stressed and had so much going on, I accepted, I absorbed anything could that could prove to the world that I wasn't I don't know, that I wasn't worth it. Isn't that awful? Mm-hmm. I think about that sometimes and I think about that person that I was and it makes me sad because well, I'm, I'm not completely sad. It makes me grateful that I was that person so I could overcome it. But it makes me mm-hmm. sad to think that there probably are other people that feel that way about themselves now. And I hope that I can bring them up just by saying these words. I think that that's really important.
0: I think it's really difficult to break that cycle like of allowing people, when you've allowed people to treat you a certain way and then when you stop allowing it, People, it's really, it's really hard to, to, especially if it's been years of someone treating you a certain way, or, or you kind of like being down on yourself and you not really speaking up for yourself, not saying that something was hurting your feelings. It's hard to then stick up for yourself at that point because people are used to that small person you were or are, and actually coming out of that, I think, is really, really difficult.
1: Wicked. Because it started from somewhere anyway. You don't think that you're worthwhile. How, why else would people treat you that way? I know people that mm-hmm. have, they're very assertive and, and confident. and No one would ever treat them that way just because of their mm-hmm. confidence. So basically, when you don't have much of a confidence, you're basically just laying down saying, hey, walk all over me. You're giving them permission mm-hmm. and allowing them to just go ahead. But it's not helping them any and it's certainly not helping you any. To not feel confident enough to stick up for yourself. And I know that absolutely a lot of me. And that wasn't because of you or anybody else. That was my stuff. Yeah. But, but I mean, one of these days we'll go really deep in the show.
0: I don't know. Something that I struggle with that it's really pretty related is I feel like I have a lot of... When I'm in a weird place like I am right now because of the job stuff, I'm really, really down on my confidence right now. Getting laid off and now looking for jobs and I keep getting turned down. I'm in a really weird place emotionally and I feel like whenever I'm in that headspace, I my anxiety is like up in every part of my life. Like I feel like my social anxiety is way up. My like I'm I'm worried about stuff that I don't usually worry about because I, I used to worry about it, but I like I've overcome it since. But when I'm in a low place, I kinda go back there of like silly, silly things. For example, like someone like changing a plan slightly. Like I had a plan with friends to do this thing. And then I have to change one detail. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I just ruined their whole life. (laughs) Like, it's like, but that type of stuff of like, oh my God, like, oh, I have to like call them and tell them I can't make it or I can't do, or not even can't make it. Just like, I'm going to be five minutes late or something silly. And then it's like, they're not going to want to be my friend. They're going to have like a terrible day because of me, all this stuff. And I, but it all stems from, I do think it all stems from confidence and not really like feeling That Mm -hmm. self-worth. But I I have to step out of it. I've been in like a weird place lately. I mean, the one good thing is like I can recognize now when I'm in a weird place. Mm -hmm. But actually getting out of there is really difficult.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And what would it take to get out of it?
0: For me, I'm just getting back out there in terms of I have a bunch of shows I'm doing. Try and hang out with friends as much as possible. And like I haven't put out a Code Emily video in two weeks, but I'm going to put one out tomorrow good I actually was talking to Brittany yesterday and she brought up something really really good of like because I've been I've just been really weird about the job stuff is just affecting me way more than I thought it would honestly I I mean I've never gotten laid off before I've never not Mm -hmm. I've never been fired I've never been someone to ever like underperform at work anything like that it's because I'm such a perfectionist at work it's like Brittany brought up something really good of like you need to remember that when you're applying for jobs you're not they don't even know you yet they just know a piece of paper or even if you fail in an interview they still don't actually know you you have to actually go into things just like with full confidence rather than let that stuff get to you mm-hmm. and I mean this is all of it really is just related back to like remembering that you're worth it whatever it may be
1: yep and that's like you just said your confidence okay so maybe I shouldn't get hired maybe I'm not good enough or whatever and I'm not into energy and all that stuff. But sometimes I wonder how much of it is true. Maybe it is because it's what you're giving off, right? You're giving off. Well, you don't really yeah. want to hire me anyway because I'm not any good. But the more confident – Well, people can
0: – I think people can read that. Like if you walk into a place, whether it be an interview or whether it be a talk with your family like you were talking about in the beginning, like whatever it may be, however you walk in, people can kind of sense that. Mm-hmm. And – if you walk into a situation like an interview or you walk into a room with people that might take advantage of, of your low self-confidence, then, then it's going like, they're going to, whoever that is, is going to either not treat you the way you deserve or they're going to be like, Oh, well, if this person doesn't even believe in themselves, then why would we hire this person? Exactly.
1: But then you don't want to be Mm -hmm. too much. (laughs)
0: No, no, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, but that's also part of what is. I think that's also what's hard about being a woman, though, especially in careers. Like, I think that men don't have to worry about. I mean, they have to worry about some things, but like, I think as women, we have to worry a lot more about coming off as too much or coming off as this way or that way, because then we'll get considered like it. Yeah, it's just. I, someone actually brought this up. I did a show, a really, really awesome show this week. It was amazing. It was like an, um, all female or like LGBTQ show. And it was really awesome. And someone brought this up of that because like everyone on this show is typically someone that always has to be perfect. Like people, like people of color, people, LGBTQ or just like women in comedy a lot of the time, or just like, and this also applies to tech. They always feel like they have to be perfect because if they're not perfect, then they're not going to get booked again or just people that are like them won't get booked again either or they won't get hired or they won't this or that. And that just really resonated with me. And it's something that I didn't realize that other people felt that way too, which is silly. I mean, of course, other people would feel that way, but it's just so awesome to talk to other people that are in similar situations sometimes. I think it really like brings you back. If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: I mean, where does all this stem from? Yeah. Wow. For sure. Wow. But now you're strong, I mean, feeling a little insecure because you, what you've been going through, like you said, you've never been fired or whatever. But yeah, I mean this this is hard. This is hard. And now you have to find you have to find the confidence. It's in there somewhere,
0: right? Yeah, I think it's just remembering who you actually are. And I mean it's the same with you. Like yeah. what you were saying about getting stressed and feeling worried that people like if you do one thing wrong, then people aren't going to, are going to like disown you. Like that's so not true. And I think you know that, but your subconscious, like, I feel like your anxiety kind of takes over sometimes or that's how I feel like Like the, you have to remind yourself, you do not let that side of you take over because <laughs> like, and you have to remember just like who you are and what you're worth and that you're doing your best like it's not like you're actually trying to upset anyone it's not like you're actually trying you're not doing anything wrong
1: how do you not feel that way I guess hopefully I don't I don't want to start crying but I mean this is how I'm honestly feeling so you finally get to a point where you're feeling confident about your relationship with your kids how do you stay in that because there's still it's almost like (laughs) that little kid that was abused where you guys didn't I'm not saying it in a bad way you didn't abuse me But what I'm saying is it's like you're always like waiting for the next shoe to drop or so afraid of doing something wrong because if you do, then it could get turned around and you'd be the bad guy. Does that
0: make sense? It makes sense, but I don't think that it's fair to feel that way or I mean, you can't control how you feel, but I don't think it's fair to, I think you have to let go because you have to accept who you are. You have to accept that that's good enough and you have to realize that people know you and they know who you are and they know that you're doing your best. And like, you also have to set some boundaries and what I mean by boundaries more, I mean, boundaries isn't the right word, but you have to really tell everyone that, Hey, if you're upset with me, you have to communicate. Otherwise, I don't know. There's nothing you can do if someone's going to be upset with you and not tell you. True. It's not on you. True. Yeah. But it's happened a lot, (laughs) as you know. It has, but I think that, I think that we we used to have that pattern and you and I, and like, I think it's, it's definitely anxiety inducing. Absolutely. And it makes sense why you have PTSD, but you have to, you have to let go because it's not, you can't control if someone's going to talk to you or not. You can't always be worried that someone's upset. They You have to rely on the fact that they're going to, they are people are adults and they're, if they're upset with you. They're going to tell you, you know, like, I think you have to let go. Yeah. And I don't think letting go is like, letting go of your kids. That's not what I mean at all. I mean, you have to let go of that worry because it's not helping anybody.
1: No. And like you said, it puts that energy out there too and says, Hey, this could be here. You know, I know, I I know, I know. And I'm getting a lot better and, um, yeah, it'll take
0: time. I get it. I mean, I think, I, I think just like sometimes things are harder than others. It doesn't even matter what. Yeah. Yeah. What or why. Um, but I think anyone that you're worried about that type of thing with, you just have to talk to more. Yeah, and tell them.
1: I think I think you're right. You actually, you would think I would know the answer to these things, but it's so different when it's yourself, and that makes yeah. most sense. How can you lose someone if you can't communicate? If you do screw up, you just tell them. Listen, this I didn't mean that to happen. This happened because if you don't communicate it, it could turn into something really big, right? And that's mm-hmm. how things grow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think just snowball and snowball. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's really difficult to start communicating when you're not used to it. That's for sure. I mean, I, in the past few years have learned how to do it and I'm definitely not perfect at it, but it's like, it's hard. But I think another thing too is like, I know for instance, like I'm can be really hard to talk to. Especially in the past, I've been really hard to talk to about stuff. If I'm in the wrong about something or someone's upset with me, I definitely have been more reactive if someone tells me something. And that also can be difficult too. So like, say someone is really reactive when you want to tell them that you're upset with them. How do you manage that? Yeah. It goes the same way. Like someone that is reactive also might have a difficult time telling someone how they actually feel. Mm Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, at the end of the day, is that everyone is on their own journey and every you can't control how someone else reacts, acts, feels, any of it. It's true. You're just you. You're a human. True.
1: And like you were saying, though, but once you start trying to change it that way, people don't like change and they kind of fight past mm-hmm. it, right? So you mm-hmm. figure at the beginning when you finally start becoming assertive and put your boundaries up, people aren't going to like that at first they're going to fight against it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you've noticed.
0: That. that definitely has happened with me. I mean, a lot of my friends or just people in my life, I think, because I changed a lot, people were really confused by it and got upset by it and got but just because that's the case doesn't mean it's not important to do so. However, one of one of my issues though now is kind of how we started this of like how I do have that social anxiety and that guilt. So whenever I do I am upset with someone or whenever I do have an issue after I tell them or or if I try and have a conversation my guilt goes or anxiety goes way up because I think that I ruin their day or I upset yeah. them and so I think it in order to communicate and tell someone how you actually feel rather than just blow up in a fight you have to also be in a good place yep, yeah. and have worked through some of these issues yeah if you had them
1: yeah Absolutely. And be able to communicate it, you know. So let me ask you, going from here forward, because I'm sure on this show, um, eventually once we get more and more comfortable, we're going to be opening up some piano worms. And they can be a little Mm -hmm. painful, right? So we're going to have to work on our communication and, you know, different skills that we may need to get through these tough subjects. Mm-hmm. So, how what what can we do to keep our communication open in a healthy way? I don't know. <laughs> talk to each other. <laughs> good. I don't know. What would be the best way to do that? I I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, as soon as you're feeling something, be able to talk about it. And if someone gets angry, saying you know, okay, let's take a break and we'll come back and discuss this in a day or so.
0: Yeah, that's usually what I do. In arguments in general, I think I always try to take 10 minutes if I feel myself getting angry. Yeah. I take 10 minutes. Yeah. Because being angry and having it, you can't argue or you can't have a conversation if you're angry. Right.
1: So if we have a conversation and we're getting angry, we can say, let's table this until tomorrow and then discuss it. And if that doesn't work, won't till until next week. But, yeah, I mean, that works for me. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, you and I hold so many things. I mean, I don't want the audience to think that I was that bad of a mother because I really wasn't. (laughs) But, you know, we just went through some stuff. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to understand and learn and grow. And maybe our audience can do it with us. Because I guarantee if we went through this, other people are or have. So hopefully they can Mm -hmm. take this journey with us and... You know, we talk a lot about, I mean, I've talked about it, and you said after, what is the importance of life? It's empowering other people, whether it's parents that have gone through what I went through or what we went through, or it's someone that's trying to break into a new career or whatever, empowering women to grow. But it's empowering people. But I think Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is kind of your comedy piece where, we can laugh at ourselves. We're only human. We all have a chip bowl. (laughs) And um, people probably don't get it unless they saw that our skit. It's actually cute. But it's basically we're all just human. And that I think that's what I love about comedians, because they allow you to laugh at yourself. So I mean, some things Mm -hmm. may not be a joke. But at least if people can see that this is normal. (laughs) People go through this. This is life. This is daughters and mothers and sons. And I mean it's this is life. So I think sometimes if you can see other people are going through it, it makes it way easier for yourself. Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's my hope to give from from this podcast, you know, and I guarantee I mean, how long have we been doing this?
0: It's our seventeenth episode.
1: Okay. So we said this before. Since the first of the year. Can you imagine what things are gonna be like a year from now? Because Emily and I were Mm -hmm. just having this conversation. I'm going to throw this out there. It's like, okay, so this show is evolving, at least for me. And I'm pretty sure Em said that she agreed, but you you can say your piece or whatever. But I feel like this show is going to evolve with us really talking about our crap, having this be our therapy, but at the same time, helping other people that are going through this. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I am hoping that this can be, this can be therapeutic for you and healing and for us, you know, and for other mothers. I mean, I've talked to a lot of other ladies my age, and they've all said the same thing where oh, it's so great to see someone else is going through that or have because it makes me feel better about myself. And it's helping me heal. And that's what I hope to get from this show. But most of most importantly, I mean obviously, I want to help other people, but my relationship with you and and your brother and sister are the most important things in my life, so hopefully this can help us as well. First said my piece <laughs> I think it already has yes, I think so. <laughs> I just love you so much, I think so too. hey, put in put you. in a word for our
0: girl and a uh, a shout out to our sponsor who. Yeah. our sponsor new hampshire made moms yeah she uh makes all custom clothing with anything you want on it whether it be someone's face your logo anything you can a imagine podcast, she can make it she's on instagram podcast yeah pod- we have those t-shirts yes, we do she's on instagram new hampshire made moms check her out mwah, mwah, mwah. we love you Britt. but this is so fun yes. also um wherever you're listening please leave us a review if you like our our show we really appreciate everyone that's been listening. We've been having so much fun doing this, and we love you all so much. This is so much too. fun.
1: And watch us on Instagram because we're having fun with our new skits. We've got some cute <laughs> – I really don't smoke cigarettes, but we have some fake cigarettes that I'm using. We've got some really cool wigs. Um, we're having a blast. So watch us. And, Lots to come. Yes. Help us grow because this is so exciting. And when we love you, and I love you, Em. Love
0: you. Oh, baby. All right, we'll talk to you next Monday. You got it. Bye. Hey, this is Emily from Maim and Mom. Thanks for listening to our podcast. It comes out every Monday. Music by Faradaziz of Wiki Games. Sponsored by New Hampshire Made Moms. Write in listener questions to maim and at gmail.com. Us or probably one of our dogs will respond with feedback. Maim out.